Hey, it's your friend Emily, and you're listening to the Balance Factor Podcast. Oh my goodness, it has been a crazy, crazy long day. It is 10 p.m. when I'm recording this, but you know what? We are sitting here. I just spent a few hours trying to fix my mic and I was feeling a lot of emotions and it was actually very soothing for today's episode because we're going to talk about emotions, how to deal with your emotions, what they really are and kind of understand where they come from and why they exist because there's a lot going on right now, not only with me, but with you in this world a lot of things are happening. And so I wanted to dedicate this episode to strictly talking about emotions and understanding their real value and presence in this world. If you're watching the video right now, I'm actually sitting here with a notebook and my glasses on and my sweatpants because it is 10 p.m. and I wanted to look studious, so I put my glasses on, but I'm in my sweatpants. So we're kind of getting a killing two birds with one stone here. But anyways, emotions are tricky because they manifest into many different things. And if you actually didn't know, there are 87 emotions that we feel in our life. There is stress. There is being overwhelmed. There is a sense of feeling bitter, heartbroken, loveless, curious, a sense of belonging, all of these things are emotions, yet we tend to just kind of look at them as these thoughts or things that just exist in our life and and fundamentally control us. And the thing is, is there's a whole science behind emotions, why they happen. And yes, we don't necessarily have control over the emotion, but we do have control over the way we respond to those emotions. And that's really what we're going to talk about today because I feel that there are a lot of people right now feeling emotions, whether you're stressed at work, you got things going on in your personal life, the seasonal depression's coming in, and no matter what state you're in currently, it doesn't matter what emotion you're feeling right now, it is always valuable to understand their presence in our life because they come in waves and they come at different circumstances and having a good foundation and understanding of how they manifest into our life and how they can can control our behaviors and our actions can be a huge tool to allow you to excel in all the factors of life and so that's what we're talking about today is emotions so let's get into it So what actually are emotions? Emotions are complex states that derive from a subjective situation, meaning that it's just, you know, the way we interpret it. And it comes within to the body and results in a physiological response that then elicts a behavioral response. So if you break it down to those three components, you know, you're walking down the street, you see someone who looks very sad, you interpret that a certain way, that elicts a physiological response in the body to make you feel sad and that can come out in a behavior which can then make you feel like you want to go and talk to that person 
or you want to go and call someone and tell them about it or you feel sad for the rest of your day and you hold it with you or maybe that doesn't even bother you. All of these are subjective, so it really depends on your, you know, there's so many factors that can be involved in the way that you perceive information, which can come down to your genes, your so your genetic makeup, your experiences in childhood, trauma, um, your friendships, your environment, all of these factors truly influence the way your body perceives something, which then results in a different response physiologically, which means it's your body's way of breaking down that situation in a way where the body responds physically and chemically, which then results in that behavior or that action. And so these physiological responses have variable sensations depending on what you are feeling or what you perceived so fear and the emotion of love occur in different parts of the body we feel love in our chest we feel a sense of warmth when we sense fear or danger we can get shivers up our spine we can get a sense of cold rush going through our nervous system those are the types of physiological responses that the body responds to these subjective situations And then what ends up happening is that behavior response. So you're scared and in response, you run away. That is you acting upon that physiological sensation in the body. And so if you're somebody who's feeling quite upset, what you could do instead as a behavior is, you know, you could be quite shy for the rest of the day or reserved from people around you. You could be more emotionally inclined to being upset about certain things that are going on in your life that may not be directly associated with what you originally perceived as being something that was bothersome to you and made you feel that way. In life, we often get told you need to control your emotions. You're too emotional, you need to get a handle of it. The thing is, is that you actually can't control your emotions. The only thing that you can control is the way your body responds to an emotion or a feeling that you're having physiologically. The reason why is because when you perceive a situation, your body withdraws that information through its central nervous system and your central nervous system is something that's automatic. It's not something whether or not you choose to do. The difference between your nervous systems vary between automatic and not automatic. So, you know, you choosing to walk forward, that's something that has a thought derived from it. The way you're perceiving a situation is not derived from a thought. It comes from an external stimuli that causes that response without any of your control. And so where I'm getting at with all this is when your body perceive something a certain way you don't have control over that but you have control in the way you respond to the situation and the problem the problem is with a lot of emotions is that our bodies are hardwired for negativity because we have on and off switches that work for our flight or fight responses and what happens is that those responses get turned on 
when maybe they shouldn't be. So this could be if you're watching something on the internet that's really bothersome to you, but it's really not. It's just because you perceive it as danger. Meanwhile, a lot of other people don't. What happens is it can cause you to turn on your flight or fight mode when really that video should have just made you laugh or giggle. But there was something in that that just automatically caused you to feel like you were in danger. And that could be because of the way you've been created. It could be because of something you were exposed to a long time ago. You know, I'm thinking about for myself, here's an example. When I was younger, there's a very famous YouTube video, and you probably know what I'm talking about, where there's a car that drives around a mountain, and I think it's called like Scary Car, the video. And there's a creepy guy that basically pops up out of nowhere. It's like a six second video. And when I was about seven years old, my dad showed it to me because he thought it would be funny, but it wasn't, it was not funny. Dad, if you're listening to this, thank you. Thank you very much for scaring me. Um, He thought I would laugh at it, but I was actually terrified and it haunted me forever. And so there's been numerous times now where even still to this day, I'm 24 years old. I'll be watching a video that people will say is like funny or there's like a sense of like anticipation in it and I get really freaked out and I can tell my nervous system just goes like out of whack and I start getting hairs crawling up my spine. And that's just because of something I was exposed to earlier on in life and most people would probably find it funny. I mean, if you showed it to most six-year-olds, they'd probably be scared, but definitely someone that had the emotional maturity to understand that that's not something to really be scared of and it's not real would kind of laugh at this situation so that's really what emotions are and how they occur in the body and so now that we've understood what emotions truly are let's dive deep into how to actually deal with them because dealing with them is the hardest part because we have to understand how we can control our responses to them So the biggest tool shown through research is to understand your emotions. So rather than trying to brush them off or just pretend they're irrelevant, ignore them, push them under the rug, instead of doing all of that, really trying to understand where you come from, where that emotion came from, will allow you to understand, will allow you to gain a sense of control over the way you're responding to it. Because mentally, once you have a source of validation or a sense of truth to understand why you're feeling a certain way, where it came from, it will give you that source of information to put the dots together. And when you start having those that information to connect the dots, it gives you that sense of control. It's kind of like when you're doing uh, a test in school and you are trying to fake the answer, but you just don't know it. And you're trying to beat around the bush with the way you're writing that like worded answer, but you really don't understand it. People can see that. Your prof or your teacher will pick up on the fact that you don't know what you're talking about. And so you get you don't get the marks rather than actually understanding the foundation 
of the question being asked and the real mechanisms and processes, understanding that core information will then allow you to elaborate on that answer and actually get to the right answer. And so it's the same kind of idea with your emotions of understanding where they come from. And how you can do this can vary depending on the person and the situation. But the easiest kind of tactic to use is to really ask questions. Become curious with the emotion. So if one day you're feeling very off, I I can even think for myself last week I had a day where I just felt really off. I couldn't tell if I was upset or I felt sad or I felt angry. I was just kind of like going through it. And what I did was I became curious with the emotion. So instead of just being like, oh, I'm just having a bad day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move forward. What the problem is with that is that each day you think you're moving forward, you're taking a step back because you're not dealing with the problem or you're not dealing with the emotion that's causing you negativity in your body and is firing a negative response in your nervous system that's making you feel not so great. So become curious with this emotion. Ask it, okay, why are you making me feel this way? And you might not have answers. You might not have any answers to begin with. But the more and more you ask yourself numerous questions, you'll start getting little ounces of information that will allow you to put the pieces together. So I went and asked myself, okay, Emily, like, was there something you saw on social media that like made you feel sad? Did someone say something to you? Did somebody like hurt you or like what's the date today is this like a a a day of like you know something happened in the past on that day and I'm like you know having deja vu or something like what is it and I didn't have the answer at first but I kept going with asking those questions and I shortly realized that I was actually anxious I wasn't actually sad I was anxious and what I was anxious about was traveling and I had a, I have a work uh, trip coming up and I was anxious about traveling for work. And at first, I thought I was feeling sad and upset and was just having a blue day. But I was actually just anxious. And so once I recognized that I was anxious, I gained a sense of control because I knew how to respond to the anxiety. I knew that from there I could go, okay, Let's break this down. What is causing you anxiety about traveling? Okay, well, you know, you're going to be gone for a while and you're not prepared. You know, you don't have have the things you need and, you know, you don't have a concrete plan of when you're leaving and how you're getting there. And so once I found those little tidbits that had missing gaps to them, I went and started filling those gaps and then I shortly became not anxious anymore. I was like, okay, well... I need to get a car to the airport. Okay, how am I going to do that? I will book a Uber the night before. Perfect. Check that off. Okay, I need to get my dog a dog sitter and uh, get her to the dog sitter. Okay, let me contact the dog sitter and see if they can come the night before. Turns out that worked out. So often we choose to ignore the emotions because they're so uncomfortable and they're so just 
not fun to deal with. But if you push them under the rug, if I had done that last week, I would have thought that I was like upset about something that was so unrelated to what I was actually feeling. And it would have just manifested these unnecessary emotions that were not even actually valid. They weren't even stemmed from something rather than my own idea of why I was feeling sad. And so you can kind of see that as you become curious with what you're feeling, you then gain a sense of control. The other thing in which we've already kind of touched on this, but I want to elaborate more on it, is to allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to just sit with the emotion and let it come in and come out. We know through science that those physiological responses are not permanent. And they only become permanent if we hold on to them. We hold on to that feeling that we're having. And so if you allow the emotion to come in, sit there, do its thing, and wither away, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to go away. I often think about the idea of someone going through a breakup when um, I think of this kind of tool and strategy for dealing with your emotions and that we have a really hard time when we've lost someone through a romantic relationship of feeling what we're feeling because it's a very strange emotion In the sense that you are grieving something that is still alive. You're grieving a relationship that could still be existent because that person's still existent, yet the relationship is dead. So it's a very strange, strange feeling. And many people tend to want to brush it off because it really, it doesn't seem real and it doesn't seem valid because that person's still alive. But what we know through research and studies have shown is that you have to allow yourself to go through that process of grief and all of those emotions that come with it and I mean I could do another episode on grief that's a whole nother topic in itself but there's the angry stage there's the upset stage there's the denial stage there's a full chart about grief and breakups and everything and if you push that all aside those feelings don't go away. They just come out in situations where you don't want them to come out. Whether that's something talking to somebody else and, you know, something gets said and it triggers you and that emotion's still sitting there just ready to just poke you when you don't want it to. Or it can come when you're exposed to something that's uncomfortable all of these things, if they, if they just, if you don't deal with them, they truly are a weight on your shoulders. You're not releasing that energy because emotions are energy. They're energy in our body that works in different ways, whether that's bad energy or good energy, it's energy. And if you don't let them do their thing, then you're not going to move forward. And so when it comes to feeling the emotions, you know, people will often, you might be thinking to yourself right now, okay, well, if I feel sad, then I'm just going to keep feeling sad. But bringing in that last piece we just talked about, about that curiosity, 
if you allow yourself to feel sad, but then you become more curious about the sadness, then you bring in that sense of control aspect, which will not allow you to go deep underneath and under that rock that just things just get way worse. It will still keep you on that surface level and prevent you from falling backwards and will actually propel you forward because you've understood the emotion and you've also allowed yourself to feel it. And the other thing that you can do as well, and this is probably the last thing we'll touch on for today because I want to keep this episode short and sweet because I think it's, I've said a lot already and I I know that it's a lot to digest, but it's also extremely powerful. And so I actually do encourage you to listen to this episode more than once because it does take some understanding. But the last thing is you can resort to external resources for expressing the emotions to help advance that energy release in the body. Whether that's exercising, whether that's taking a pillow, if you're just really angry and your friend pissed you off, punch the pillow, punch it. Because if you don't release the energy, again, it's just going to manifest in the body. One thing I love personally is doing workouts or going for a walk. Going for a walk, for some reason, I think it also is because you're walking on the earth and there's a sense of being grounded. That brings me a sense of calm and allows me to exert energy, but not in a way that exerts energy too much and makes you feel depleted. It's a feel good kind of energy release that allows me whether or not I'm sad or angry, frustrated, overwhelmed. It's kind of that neutral activity I can do when I'm feeling that way. You can also, you know, a lot of people also like to go and meet with other people. It really is dependent upon your own unique preferences. But the bottom line is using resources in an appropriate manner. So I'm not saying going and resorting to recreational activities that are not good. I'm not meaning that. I'm meaning more things that allow you to gain once again control the situation because going and having a lot of wine because you're upset it takes away those uncomfortable feelings but it's not giving you a sense of control and as we know alcohol is a depressant and actually causes you to lose control over your actions and your emotions so that's actually really just pulling you backwards instead of pushing you forward which is where we want so the bottom line of all of this being said today is emotions are something we can't control but we can control our actions and I know I've probably said this six or seven times today I feel like I'm repeating myself that's okay but we have to understand that because if we don't they manifest and whether you're going through something right now or you have a heart you feeling in your heart right now that there's just something bothering you I really want you to get curious with it These tools and tactics are truly, truly, truly so beneficial to not only you, but your ability to become the best version of yourself around other people. Because emotions, as we know, can get the best of us and they can allow us to do things that we are not proud of. And they can also prevent us from performing to our best ability whether you're going to work tomorrow and you've been upset about something if you understand that you truly can 
control them, but from a different perspective than actually the emotion itself, it's so much more freeing. It's so much more freeing and it gives you that kind of, huh, I can do this. I don't need to depend on other people or things to take care of myself. I just got to step, put one foot in front of the other and start becoming curious with it and feeling it and not pushing it aside. So with that all being said, I hope you leave today's episode kind of having this feeling like, huh, okay, it's not just me because you're not alone. And and with more and that everyone is feeling an emotion of some sort right now in this very, very moment, whether that's happy, sad, angry, stressed, you name it. Everyone's feeling something. But it's all personal. It's all personal and it's all dependent on the on the person's experiences and how they interpret things. But the one thing that we do have in common is our abilities to take control of our responses to them. So I truly hope this episode helped you. Let me know if it does. Shoot me a DM on socials. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you ever have any questions as well, regardless of even this episode, make sure to reach out. And you can find me at Emily Lauren Newton on Instagram, TikTok, everything like that. And before you leave, don't forget to leave a rating and review for the podcast. It really, really does help support the show and I would love to hear your feedback. And also make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes on YouTube and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, all you name it. And that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, day, whatever it is. You take care of yourself and yeah. I will see you next time. Bye, guys.